Hi, I'm Hunter, and welcome to Blank Bodies. And today we got a special episode. I'm joined today by Rose. How's it going? No, oh, it's going pretty good. How are you, Hunter? <laughs> I'm doing all right. Yeah, spent most of my evening mowing, so this anything's better. <laughs> Getting to sit down finally. Oh, that must be nice. Yeah, same here. I uh, rushed just to make sure I was here on time. <gasps> thankfully, thankfully, we are, so it's all good. <laughs> uh, would you mind telling us a little bit about yourself, what you do? Absolutely. Uh, by day, I'm a retail worker in a paint store. Uh, I sell paint. I tint it, shake it, and sometimes uh, if the cards are just right, I watch it dry. By night, though, <laughs> by night by is the keyword being the operative word here. By night, I uh, do end up playing tabletop games. I stream. Uh, I make TikToks. I do goofy faces and uh, do my best to try and make people laugh. So far, so good. <laughs> Not a lot of the response end of it, of it all, but <laughs> uh, yeah, I do my best to just be entertained. Um, I have done everything from drag. I've been in theater. I have done, I've been to film school, haven't been in films yet, but <laughs> one day maybe, who knows? Oh, that's interesting. Uh, film yeah. school. What, uh, what side of the camera were you going to school for? Uh, I went uh, and actually studied uh, acting for film and uh, for stage as well. So um, yeah, I've uh, always had an act and affinity for being on the stage. Um, <laughs> uh, most recently, after sending a video of uh, something that I've done, my mother was just like, oh, you just shine on stage. And Quite frankly, I agree. There's, there's, you know, you you should really have, sometimes you should have a little bit of an ego and, you know, ego boost yourself. And absolutely, um, on stage, on film, or even like in front of a camera of some kind uh, is where I'm most comfortable, where I can share stories or tell stories or be someone else for however long that is going to be. So (laughs) it's quite different being myself uh, in this situation. So (laughs) Yeah, I get that. I never uh, trod the boards myself, but I did a lot of stagecraft in high school. So nice. did that. And then I was a music performer. So yeah, I definitely agree. You can't, it's really hard to get out in front of anyone and do anything like that without a little bit of an ego or else you're just there. Like, why am I here? No one yeah. wants <laughs> And then suddenly they applaud and they go, okay, they want more. All right. Yeah. I'll give them, I have to give them what they want. <laughs> <laughs> gonna regret that 20 minutes down the road <laughs> <laughs> but uh speaking of acting i gave a listen to uh dancing with the duke a uh vampire oh, yes. the masquerade um one shot you hosted over at uh martlet games i believe it's pronounced yes martlet games um dancing with the duke is a wee bit of a, a dream project of mine sort of sporadically came um when i was thinking of um oh, i'm getting a little ahead of myself um I'd only recently had become a creative partner with um, Martlet Games, something I didn't expect to ever have had happen. And I'm kind of glad I did. I just really liked playing vampire or D&D or whatever kind of games that um, the group uh, or Patrick, our artistic director, would um, like to do or anything like that. And I very much enjoyed the storytelling aspect, the being other characters aspect. Again, acting. But um, uh, I apparently got that good enough that they wanted also to help me uh, tell my own stories. So they made me create a partner. And I was, (laughs) I was going through and I was reading, funnily enough, I know it's a huge thing these days and it might be one of the hashtags for the episode, who knows, but um, I, I got swept up in the Bridgerton craze and phase and stuff like that. And I even picked up a novel later down the road. Cause I'm just like, you know, I don't necessarily care about the order of things. 
Um, and I want to read about my particular favorite pairing and characters, which uh, if you know anything about me, um, you'll know who they are, but I'm not going to say on here. I'm going to keep that a secret. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so I've been reading this book and I'm just like, how will this work in like the world of vampires? And then that's just where I was just like, oh, oh my gosh, vampires in the Regency era. Oh my God. Suddenly the movies like Emma, Pride and Prejudice, I mean, Pride and Prejudice and Zombies was a bit of a hit and was is one of my favorite sort of spoof um, horror comedy <laughs> I guess films that I really enjoy watching so I'm just like okay they've done zombies I'm gonna do vampires I'm going to do vampire the masquerade and and I not necessarily had an idea of who I really wanted so I kind of just had open castings uh for it um and a few people I approached to personally I'm just like I'm running this game do you want to be in it and the draw I think the draw a little bit was a little bit of the same commonality of like people who have read Jane Austen or people who have seen Bridgerton or have seen um, anything of in within the Regency era and are just like, oh, it's different. It's cool. I'm just like, all right, so this is definitely going to be a little bit more of a social game, but then how do I work in some of the more traditional aspects? How do I expand that and sort of stuff? And it was a bit of an exercise uh, in creativity in um learning and relearning about historical social dynamics and like what's going to be the thing is it going to be there is there going to be a class divide is there going to be a and I'm a bit of a history nerd myself so it's like where do I go with it as well um a lot of other aspects to it that I actually was really thinking about and keeping in mind considering how also um quite across the board a lot of my uh, different players were. I mean, there's myself who's Canadian and then a friend who's American in there as well. That's uh, Jacqueline. She plays Malkavian in there. Um, Joe, or some of you may know him as a DJ Toreador. Uh, he plays a character in that one, plays a doctor in that one, funnily enough. Um, another Canadian by the name of Dee Maple, who is, uh, who's one of the people I actually asked to be in because I was just like, I want to get to know you. Let's play a game, find this out. Uh, and then forgive me. I hope she does not hate me for this. Um, uh, Bella, as she goes by on uh, Twitter, um, played our lovely Toriador. And uh, she, uh, I believe, is, is Brazilian. I just know that she speaks another language other than French and English and, and Canadian. So French and English are the two official languages. So if it's not that, I don't know what it is per se. Um, but lovely individual. So I just also was considering as well. And it kind of came as a bit of a surprise as I was looking for people and casting people, just like, where are people from? What are their sort of things that they want to do? What are their interests? And trying to very much keep that in mind as I was building the story and as before even recording, I was just like, what do I want these characters to do? How do I get them? Long story short, I forgot the, the question was that you asked me and essentially, but um, there's a lot that goes into, um, for me, for building a story. And uh, I'm quite detail oriented, uh, probably the neurodivergence in me that uh, tends to do that. But uh, I tend to fixate on some of the details until things are good. And then I can usually just go ahead with them. Thankfully, everyone was really, really patient and worked really well together. And I was, I felt very lucky and blessed that this was also my first um, storytelling experience and doing Vampire 2, which is one of the games I'm not necessarily familiar with all the rules with, but I'm learning now and I'm continuing to learn and develop them. And I can add that to not only just my stories as a GM, but also as a player as well. So 
Yeah, it was a really fun listen. Uh, I really <laughs> liked how um, your Malkavian character handled uh, the voice of her beast. I know that's one of the first things that kind of happens. I, yeah. I, I'll avoid spoilers, but uh, that was oh, yeah. really... It's... <laughs> uh, people actually funnily enough um uh joe tells it better than i do um but joe and actually jacqueline met in real life and uh he's like i'm glad to report that she does not sound like that <laughs> and, you, and for y'all who don't know what i'm talking about watch the episode and you'll know what i mean <laughs> it is creepy anyway. but uh find that interesting so when you're writing for something like uh this one shot do you tend to prep things differently than if you were to sit down and play something with like friends that wasn't going to be broadcast to the world i wrote more for um this one shot which i don't think i really should have uh because i felt like i was kind of like railroading my players but they just naturally were and i just like stopped looking at my notes at one point and just let them be which Every, I mean, every first time DM, ST, or, you know, storyteller, dungeon master, whoever, should literally just take a game and let the characters just find their relationships. Like, that's literally what happened in, like, the first hour. And I kept getting little reminders from uh, Pat, who was producing, which is like, okay, what's our time like? We're doing this. And, we're, and like, oh, shoot, I need to get to this point now. <laughs> um, so I wrote more for this mostly because uh, I wanted to make sure that there was something to go to or refer to or head into. Um, if I'm playing with friends, I would write nothing <laughs> and just go from the seat of my pants. Um, I have a very active imagination, so it's constantly going on and on and on and on, uh, for better or worse. <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, for something where I'm broadcasting or anything like that, I would probably write a outline per se um anytime there's a new bunch of characters together i literally just give like an hour of like solid interaction before boom plot then go for it okay yeah i uh i tend to think of the stories that i'm writing like movies so i tend to think of like this would be a cool location this would be a cool scene this would be a cool big event and then i'll say they'll figure out ways to get to these or not we'll see but yeah i mean i kind of did a little bit of that i'm just like okay what are scenes to have happen what's what's going to be happen in say this location or this location is this this is this strictly going to be a um a mansion exploration game and it was um not to the extent of games like say bluebeard's bride for instance where there's gonna be horrors and atrocities in every single room um but when you come across something that you're able to find or figure out or you know the npc dog the bestest boy reggie uh is gonna find um or at least guide you in the right direction to be like there's something over here but i can't get it because i'm a dog and thumbs are a thing so <laughs> um yeah no definitely having something written down or at least having an idea of like or like this major moment happens uh, in part two, which we recorded, finished recording last night, uh, um, <laughs> as I was playing and as the characters were interacting and I was describing out a scene, uh, I watched my uh, Zoom chat as they were uh, as they were playing, and one of the person, one of the players, was just like, "This is not what I expected," and they had like, a little <laughs> excited emoji next to it. I'm just like, "Ooh, it was a twist," <laughs> and which makes me very happy, especially when they're just like, "I didn't see that coming. I didn't see that coming." So uh, that right there was. Uh, 
kind of a proud moment right there. <laughs> I'm oh, not yeah. going to lie. <laughs> Anytime your players are just like, you got me with that one. <laughs> That's when you know you did something right. Oh, yeah. Um, also, when we I know it's taken us a little bit to get this interview uh, going. When you first we first talked, you sent me a uh, changeling game you were doing. Yes. Yes. Um, so uh, is that still going or? Uh, I have unfortunately left uh, that cast uh, due to time management. My real life started to really inf- uh, conflict with it as well. Uh, it is still going um, just with a, actually a sort of a fresh new cast, same storyteller. And I think one other player, um, this cast is absolutely hundred percent phenomenal. They deserve all the support. Um, it's, it's on Vancouver by night, which is actually um, the first channel that I actually, or the first group I played vampire with. Um, and sort of my claim to fame was uh, trash Panda, who was a gang girl. Um, and she was, she's my favorite. She is to this day, still my favorite character. I uh, did so much like exploration, anger, sort of like management research with her. Uh, she really was just my, like literally every sort of cuss word you can think of. She said every sort of bit of frustration she didn't handle. And it's sort of like, she's the opposite of me for sure. Um, I'm diverting a little bit, I realize, but um, yeah, no, the changeling game, uh also itself is and some people will laugh at this some people won't um from my knowledge anyways but changeling is a very dark game um i highly highly recommend anyone who hasn't seen um toronto by day tales from the rookery uh to go and check it out there is an episode uh in a few of the episodes that i'm in uh there is a situation where you're in a sort of liminal um, exploration of a place called the back rooms And we really had to have like the players and the storyteller and like all of us had to have a bit of a cool down because vibe check, there was literally a moment where even me as I was just like, I'm okay, but I'm not thumbs upping. So I was just like, is everything okay? Are you good? Like the, the care and aftercare for this game was absolutely important because yeah, it can get very, very dark. And I won't say too many spoilers from that as well. Uh, highly recommend watching from the very beginning. Um, I also chose to play a character who had amnesia because I wasn't too necessarily familiar with the um, with the rules and rule set of Changeling. It is in itself quite different. Uh, there's a wee bit of a learning curve, but if you pick up rules and stuff like that pretty quickly, Changeling is absolutely easy for you to pick up. Highly recommend. But yeah, you can tell some dark shit with it. And it's and it's fun and it's good. It just, at that point in time in my life, I'm like, I'm, I'm going to have to step away, unfortunately. Yeah. Changeling is probably one of my favorite World of Darkness settings, but it's the hardest to sell to people. I think it either is very, very dark or very, very silly urban fantasy. It's kind of hard to like toe that line. Um, I know you said you played a character with amnesia, but that's kind of built into the system of itself is like loss of identity and like kind of figuring out who you are and you get hit with too much um backlash and all of a sudden you might forget that you were ever a fake creature so it does get pretty like mental illness kind of themes all the time plus uh i know in some of the interviews the creators have said like the later books kind of delve into like the their gay identity and like lgbt Mm. identities and that kind of comes out in the horror of the later books too so that can be tough for some people to deal with so 
which I find very interesting. I wish I was in it a lot longer, or, um, explored some of those aspects because I mean, as a queer creator myself, like as, you know, a trans and female identified individual, um, I really do want to be that representation for people, you know, and I felt that way, I felt that way when I was Trash Panda. Uh, there was a lot of people who approached me and who were just like, I really loved your character. She's fantastic. Also, it kind of gave me courage to, you know, be angry, to be, I'm just like, absolutely. It's, it's part of the spectrum and range of emotions that we have. Like you are allowed to be mad. You are allowed to be, you know, heartbreakingly sad. You're express, you're allowed to express these things because we have the capability of doing so. Um, so it was, it was, I know I did also have a bit of a hard time trying to figure out what exactly my character wanted or what my identity was in Changeling per se, because I was still dealing with probably the aspect of like the game is dark. Um, my character didn't necessarily have an identity. She was building it from the ground up and I'd spent so many years doing that. Um, it, it threw me like it absolutely threw me. And I just, and I kind of maybe like had maybe have experienced a bit of bleed in that case. Um, and it happens, it happens to the best of us. And I did not expect that to happen. So yeah, again, stepping away was probably the best thing for my own personal mental health. And at some point, maybe coming back to it, um, I have, uh, the opportunity to come back as a guest. Uh, there will be an opportunity for me to come back as a guest. And I'd be really curious to see where my character is after however long um, they want or have like some kind of like reunion episode with the um, the old um, Motley, if you will. So yeah. to see so, what her character is like, to see what her vision is like. And I'm sure my storyteller and I will like talk about it and I'll just be like, what are we doing? Well, she got her memories back. Uh, here's what happened. <laughs> Yeah, give her a little bit more of a happier uh, ending or even continue on could be really interesting. Oh, yeah. Um, so you said you recorded part two of Dancing with the Duke last night? That is correct. So um, you've got that project going on. Do you have any other projects in the work right now? I do. Currently, I'm waiting to hear back from one of my other players just for the time. Uh, but I also have just an unapologetically uh, gay, as I'll put it. <laughs> um, but uh, the entire production of it, well, first of all, it's called Pride by Night. And by pride, I mean gay pride, specifically. Um, and funnily enough, it is the cast, myself, and also the producer are all members of the LGBTQIA community. So it is a completely queer show that is just unapologetically queer. And I use the term queer as like, just as an umbrella statement. Um, I feel it's, I, I have to acknowledge that, that it's a little bit clumsy and it kind of leaves out quite a number of people uh, within the uh, Rainbow Mafia, as I'll also refer to it as. Um, but at the same time, it's my wording. And I mean, I don't, I'm not the be all end all of everything like that, but I just like to say that this game in itself includes everybody and I like to and I think it does um this will be happening I believe in the first week weekend of June right around the time pride happens at least in Canada I'm aware of I'm not sure where else in the world it does um technically in Vancouver our pride doesn't start until um August that first weekend in August and with the gay pride being on Sunday uh but yeah I figured doing it June because that's usually when um 
you know, queer history, LGBT history month usually starts or happens there and eh, TCM does it. So I'll just add to it. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Um, So is that going to be a uh, a vampire game? That will also be a vampire game. Yes. Uh, It takes place in the streets of Vancouver during uh, one of my favorite events, which is sort of the like Friday night um, block party, like literally all around uh, Davy Village is where, uh, Davy Street Village, I should say. That's the gay village, if you will, in uh, in uh, downtown Vancouver. And it's going to happen during that night. And there's going to be lots of fun, lots of references, lots of lots and lots and lots of representation. I'm very excited for this one. Uh, and I'm very excited. To, and the players are also very, very excited as well um, to <laughs> just explore and roam around and be themselves like I'm they're just like consider consider what your character does is like behaves their sexuality is it your sexuality or do they identify similar to you I'm going to be playing every other NPC so I basically get to play everything else under the sun but they get to decide how they get to play their PCs and that's for me that's really exciting again that's going to be one of those ones where I just really just want them to explore and interact together Awesome. Um, let's see, I had a question. Sorry, my ADD is flaring right now. <laughs> um, Same. <laughs> so as a um, LGBT creator working on something like that, um, do you feel um, like you feel comfortable like really diving into like horror on something like that? Or are you going to try and keep it a little more light and, you know, upbeat for the month? <laughs> and you know what I mean? Um. That's very, that is a very, very good question for one thing. I <laughs> um, definitely tend to keep my games on the lighthearted side for sure, because it's a world of darkness and a lot of people tend to really go into the dark darkness. And I very much like to sort of keep it light, but then surprise you with how dark it can be. So for the most part, it will be lighthearted and there will be some, potentially some horror aspects to it some aspects that maybe a discussion can start or discussions can start. Um, I feel as, as, as a queer creator and as part of the community that I'm part of, I feel that I'm also responsible for starting some conversations and starting these things that, you know, make us all human. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter who you love. At the end of the day, we all have skin. We all have flesh. We all have organs. We all have these things and we are all human. Um, Perhaps this is more of the human aspect because I've, I have seen a lot of arguments online um, about um, why there may or may not be gay vampires or queer vampires in the world of darkness, because why would you limit your food source and that sort of stuff? And like, but also it depends on your, on your vampire's age as well. How recent are they? A, are they a vampire? Are they more hardcore and silly? Are they older than that? Are they from a different generation? Are they from this generation? Are they, are they the new generation of vampires? And the cool thing is, you can play any character in any range. Imagine it in Sile. And of course, this is different. There's a difference. We can also explore the difference between feeding and love or feeling and being human or exploring what the nature of the beast is. Uh, one, of my, one of my questions and one of my things that uh, prompting my uh, gamers and my players to... Uh, explore is what is the beast to them how does it sound how does it feel does it feel like a warm embrace is it a mother is it a child like for instance is it a child one of the um in dancing with the duke anyways 
one of the characters um, is her child born miscarried, unfortunately. Um, but that child is still with her inside of her. It's her beast. It is the hunger. That is the voice that she hears in her head that says, mommy, we must eat. We are hungry. That's the beast, not necessarily her actual child. That is the beast. Um, for my character, Trash Panda, also another example, as uh, it was a lover that she feels guilty that he died, basically. He was sort of like left in this, like left out in the sun as a punishment, as an example. And she feels very responsible for that. And she continues to hear his voice in her head being very sweetly until she gets really hungry, then he gets pissed off because the beast. <laughs> but, um, she'll hear this like sweet tonal voice of just like, darling, you got to eat. You got to take care of yourself. Who loves you? Who loves you? It's like, you do. <laughs> um, so I really, I remember playing that and experiencing that. And I'm just like, okay, players, who is your beast? Who is the beast to you? And it's not, and there's, cause you know, have some people who just roll and just like, okay, you get hungry. It's like, and when you get hungry, just like, no, I roll the one I'm hungry. And then you just hear, I don't know. I, I, in my head, in my popped in my head, just hear like Jim Carrey, ah, 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 you got to eat now. <laughs> I, uh, well, my first thought was, um, I've definitely read enough Anne Rice to know that there are definitely queer vampires, but, um, <laughs> but uh also just all the different predator types you touch on something that i thought was interesting which was like um like feeding versus love and that sort of thing i mean there's so many different predator types in the game like yeah yeah maybe a siren is only gonna go after people they're attracted to but if you're an alley cat and you're just beating people up in an alley and stealing blood you might not care it might not be sexual for you whatsoever so or another predator type that I play, for instance, it's another, um, it was a, one season of it was played, unfortunately, and I hope we play, I hope we do more seasons of it. It was This Bloody Garden. It was a uh, co-production between Martlet Games, excuse me, and, um, oh, I forget the name of the other, I forget the name of the uh, co-pro it was with, but the majority of it was with Martlet Games. That's where I signed on and played that character for the first time. I, my predator type for that one was Scene Queen. And uh, I hope this episode's rated because uh, I chose to be uh, a character who is a, a very much into the uh, S&M scene or the BDSM scene. So it's very particular how she gets her feeding on. Um, but uh, the way I described it, the way I described it is for at least the safe for work version of it is she feeds off of um, people who have experienced pain in one form or another. So whether that is, you know, in a dungeon or if they've been beat up on the street or if that or if they've been maybe like emotionally hurt or something like that, that is her particular prey. She's a venture. So she has a specific feeding type. I'm just like, OK, she feeds off of pain. Why? She's been hurt. <laughs> yeah, uh, no worries there. Uh, we are definitely marked explicit. I think when we realized we talked Thank about it, and we're like goodness <laughs> we're like we're gonna do a vampire the masquerade book we opened one book and we're like yeah there's no way this is gonna be a non-explicit podcast we did the ghouls episode recently and the cover is just three gimps and as a meat um they used to actually have to sell it in a black bag at um certain stores because they wouldn't let them put that on the shelf so i don't know oh, if this <laughs> this show could exist in a pg-13 or pg way thank you 
you very much. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so now I can open up the rest of the dialogue or the rest of the vocabulary now. Woohoo! Okay. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think that's something that kind of attracted me to uh, the game when I first got into it. Um, and that's a question I usually ask people. Um, so thanks for reminding me. Um, so how You're did welcome. you um, originally get into Vampire the Masquerade? I got into it um, because I was actually a vehement LARPer and okay. I LARPed in it um, quite a few um, through the actual like Canada by night, like the official games and then some of the more parlor like, you know, troop games that we I think they're called and referred to. Uh, and I played both Masquerade and Requiem, Masquerade being my favorite. Not just saying that for the World of Darkness folks, but like 100% um, really enjoyed the mechanics of the game, the politics of the game. And I even got to go to a convention where basically it was just like, okay, here are all the games we get to play. You can sign up for as many as you like or take breaks in between and that sort of stuff and hang out. I played a Sabbat game and I was a badass and it was freaking awesome. <laughs> uh, whoever ran that game, uh, first of all, props to those individuals. They really got me into it. And um, the also the idea of dealing with humanity and monsters and inner monsters and inner demons. Um, just, you know, what does make us human? What makes us a monster? Exploring that darkness, you know, to feed on another living person for instance like that's something that I don't think I really don't think a lot of us consider in our waking lives in our daily lives in our human lives if we if you will like how does that actually feel like what does that actually do is like it's just it's usually described for us in the first place but um having the ability to just be it it's a unique experience and to actually like experience what your character, your vampire character experiences. You can play that gentleman vampire. You can play Lestat. You can play Louis. You can play freaking ancient queen of the damned for all we know. But at the same time, it's your experience. How you experience that is how it works. And not a lot of people that I know that LARP play vampire and not a lot of people that I know play vampire um, either LARP or do any other aspects. They just strictly commit because they're dedicated to the game. And I understand why. So what drew me initially is I actually physically, physically entered and re represented a character and got to experience that. And I haven't gone back since. <laughs> so I've uh, never actually gotten to LARP before. I know some of the, the others on the show, I think have done it before, but I've never, never done it. Um... Well, it's lots of fun. I mean, just think of it as tabletop, except, you know, you have also access to your stats and everything like that, but you get to decide how your character dresses for the night. Do they, and also depending on what the event, the um, storyteller has come up with, whether you're at Elysium or you're at another player's house or like Haven, wherever, you get to decide how they dress, how they look. Do you go goth? Do you just dress every day? Do you blend in? Do you, are you mundane? It gives that extra level. And again, you're talking to someone who's gone to um, theater school. So like building and developing a character, I part of it for me is the costuming aspect. And when I'm finally in costume and checking myself out or making TikToks and videos, it's why I make TikToks in character for the most part is because I'm exploring the character. Like what do they do? What do they sound like? What sounds fit most to what I'm working with 
Um, some of my favorite ones have been like, there's like a couple of them from like Magic the Gathering, the online Steam game that's been out there that has like a vampire's aspect to it now. And I'm just like, oh, that voiceover, that fits. <laughs> I thought it was campy <laughs> and cheesy at first, but suddenly I love it. It works for me now. <laughs> awesome. So um, I have to ask, if you had to pick one, which would be your favorite clan? Oh, mostly because I'm an animal lover. I have to say Gangrel. Gangrel is my favorite. Um, plus the Protean claws. And you don't have to worry about being in a coffin. You can just dig a hole and bury yourself and everything like that. <laughs> just like I'm out in the wilderness and the sun's about to come up. All right. I'm a Gangrel and I'm digging a hole. <laughs> <laughs> That's, uh, you're in luck then because, uh, we, our Gangrel episode is coming up. That's, they won the last poll. So yeah, people out there love the Gangrels. You all are awesome. <laughs> yeah. I'm, so I'm, I'm, I'm rereading through the clan books right now. I'm excited for that one. Oh yeah. I think, um, I think it'll be a fun one. Cause I feel like they kind of get the short stick sometimes. So, and they deserve the big stick. I mean, come on guys, this, this is Gangrel thing. Throw them, throw them the stick. Throw them the big stick. <laughs> Where can uh, people find you in your games? Well, you can find me or any info on my games on my Twitter and Instagram at Rose underscore Bulbasaur. I have mentioned I was also on TikTok as well. No underscore in that one. It's just Rose Bulbasaur. Um, you can also catch me playing uh, Nerd Asylum every other Tuesdays, uh, doing a charity D&D game where you just play as the same characters doing odd jobs here and there. It's called Cornerstone. Again, that's on uh, Nerd Asylum. And if you're in the Pacific region like I am, that's on at about 5, 5.30 p.m. Uh, also on Saturdays, it's a lot of D&D at this point in time. <laughs> <laughs> um, I play uh, essentially this character that I described or that a friend of mine described and I kept a, the descriptions to this day. She's uh, Elsa, but mommier. Uh, she's Elena Caldwell <laughs> in a Icewind Dale um, homebrew campaign called Agents of Shield. <laughs> and it's lots of, it's absolutely lots of fun. That's the one where it skirts along the lines of like dark and light. And I love that. It's really, really lots of fun. That one is also at 5.30 p.m. but on Friday nights every week. Um, any backup? And that's on Vancouver by Night's page. Um, yeah, I think think that's it um pride game june the 5th but keep an eye on all of my socials for that uh part two of dancing with the duke if you've seen part one um again look at my socials if you haven't seen part one what are you doing here finish this episode and then go and watch that episode on the martlet games youtube um also i mean every channel is giving doing giveaways and stuff like that as well if i may uh, Vancouver by Night is doing a giveaway uh, for subscriptions on YouTube. It is absolutely free for you to do so. It helps us all a lot. It helps pay actors. It helps pay storytellers. It helps pay the people who run the actual thing. Um, and they also have a couple of dog mic giveaways. Again, keep an eye on my socials or even check it out on Vancouver by Night's Twitter page as well to find out more details about that. In the meantime, <laughs> Uh, I usually post weird stuff, memes, opinions, and everything like that. In this social climate that we're in right now, I have so many opinions, um, mostly about people who seem to know a lot about people like me, and they don't, and they unfortunately are there in charge. 
and that really sucks. But <laughs> uh, at the very least, MySpace and my, any of my spaces, my Twitter, my Instagram, and my TikTok are all safe spaces. If you are ever in any kind of need or need any information or anything like that, do not hesitate to contact me, contact your friends, contact your other queer elders or LGBT elders out there. Um, the world is scary right now. The world is dark, but at least with each of us around, we can try and make it a little bit better. So if I can put anything out there, support each other, love each other, and just stop, and just stop. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can get behind that i can get yeah. behind that <laughs> hashtag just stop <laughs> oh, well uh thanks for coming on the show i appreciate coming on absolutely thank you so much yeah and uh thank you guys for listening um we uh have a patreon and i know you mentioned uh, the dark times um we've been fortunate enough to get a lot of support this year and we were able to upgrade our equipment and uh, also people helped pay for one of our um, host dog surgery. So um, we decided that we needed to take the fortune that we've received and roll it forward. So we are gonna be donating last month and all of our Patreon money from this month to a local abortion fund um, and possibly a legal fund. We're sorting out the details on that right now. But um, so that's something we're working on right now, just because people have been so good to us. Um, So if you want to help us out with that, we have a Patreon. It gets you access to our Patreon-only areas of our Discord, which is also a great place if you just need someone to chat with. Um, There's people there all day. We have a bunch of games going on. Um, I was playing in a random Deadlands game off there. There's a couple (laughs) vampire games starting. Um, Someone was just posting today about running a Witcher game. So we got a... Yeah, we got a great little community there. Um, And you're always welcome to come join us and talk. And we also have the Twitter and the Instagram. So we're posting on there all the time. Thank you again for coming on. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. (laughs) It was worth, worth the wait. It was great. Awesome. Well, have a good evening.